Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I am your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me this evening. And, of course, lots of things are happening in this country. And still, we have the Karen Carnival still happening in Ottawa. Thank you for joining me this evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the 14th of February, and it is Valentine's Day today. So happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there around the world. If you do celebrate Valentine's Day. Now, lots of things been happening here in Canada. Um, The Federal Emergency Act has been enacted here in Canada. And we're going to get to that in just a little bit. But today... The Premier of Ontario has made an announcement today about lifting more restrictions. Hopefully, it's better you know, sooner than later, and hopefully that it actually sticks and we can keep moving forward. So what's happening with this reopening and when in Ontario as a province speeds up the reopening? So today... February the 14th, the Premier Doug Ford has made an announcement that we're moving into the next step of its COVID-19 reopening plan Thursday, four days ahead of schedule. Now, the province also said it will lift proof of vaccination requirements beginning March the 1st. So this is going to come to good news for everybody. Should make everybody happy. The vaccinated, the unvaccinated. So 
So starting February the 17th, which is Thursday, increasing social gathering limits to 50 people indoors and 100 people outdoors. Increasing organized public events limits to 50 people indoors with no limits outdoors. Removing capacity limits in the following indoor public settings where proof of vaccination is required, including but not limited to restaurants, bars, and other food and drink establishments without, without dance facilities, non-spectator area of sports and recreational fitness facilities, including gyms, cinemas, meeting event spaces, including conference centers and convention centers, casinos, bingo halls, and other gaming establishments, indoor areas of settings that choose to opt into the proof of vaccination requirements, allowing 50% of the usual seating capacity at sporting arenas, allowing 50% of the usual seating capacity for concert venues and theaters, increasing indoor capacity limits to 25% in the remaining high-risk settings where proof of vaccination is required, including nightclubs, restaurants, where there is dancing, as well as bathhouses and sex clubs. That's where you like to partake in. Increasing capacity limits for indoor weddings, funerals, and religion services, writs, or other ceremonies of the number of people who can maintain two meters physical distance. Capacity limits are removed of the location ops into the proof of vaccination. Or in the service, writ or ceremony is occurring outdoors. Starting March the 1st lifting capacity limits at all remaining indoor public settings, lifting proof of vaccination requirements for all settings at this time, businesses and other settings may choose to continue to require proof of vaccination. That'd be up to the businesses, not the government. Masking requirements will remain in place at this time with a specific timeline to lift these measures to be communicated at a later date. I'll just take a shot in the dark here, April 1st. Maybe that's what it's gonna do. I don't know, we'll see what happens. But for now, you know, coming in, you know, three, four days earlier than, than it was supposed to be happening, you know, um, I mean, it's got to be good news for everybody. It's not because these organizers of this current carnival and, uh, because of their uh, demands. So, that's the way that goes. Now, a really big thing here, 
what's happening here in Canada. See, many, many, many decades ago, when Pierre Trudeau was Prime Minister of Canada, he invoked the War Act. What is called today is the Federal Emergency Act. Probably really not much difference, but it is the first time that a prime minister has enacted the Federal Emergency Act. And that is Justin Trudeau. Now, I've mentioned this on my show before that, you know, I don't know why he didn't do this a week ago. You know, there's been an injunction in place in Ottawa, too, about noise. And I guess that really, what, lasted a week? Blaring of the horns again. Uh, It's just plain ignorance when they're doing this. So what is the Canada's Federal Emergency Act? It's a summary of the law's powers and uses. Why is that not up here? Because it's supposed to be up here. I don't know why that is. I know exactly why that is. I don't know why it didn't... um, come up there the way that I wanted it to come up. Now, as you may or may not know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, over the weekend, you know, the uh, police here in southern Ontario, along with city police, the Ontario Provincial Police, and help from the RCMP, had cleared that barricade at the Windsor and Detroit crossings. Sunday morning. Trucks once again moving freely across between Windsor and Detroit. And that lane between Canada and the United States is going to be remained open. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. Now, starting on the 17th of this month, more restrictions are going to be lifted. 
capacity limits are going to increase dramatically. Starting March 1st, the vaccine passport, we won't need it anymore. But also the government is leaving it up to the businesses if they want to still use the vaccine passport. Which comes to good news for, you know, everybody here in Ontario. There will be capacity limits at larger events like sporting events. So the sporting events is going to go to 50% capacity. But pretty much everything else when it comes to dining and going to the gym and going to the movie theaters, going to the bingo halls, going to the casinos, going to whatever you want to do. It'll be at 100% capacity. Now, here in Canada, the federal government has enacted the Federal Emergency Act. People, you know, kind of scratching their heads and thinking, why, why didn't he just do this last week? You know, or the week before, why did they even let it go into last weekend? Or why even come into, let it allowed to go into this weekend? When last Monday, the prime minister should have enacted the Federal Emergency Act then. You know, we have, you know, lots of problems, you know, Coots, Alberta, which is down to the southern part of Alberta that meets up with the, with the United States border crossing. You know, you know, people here in Canada, I mean, if you uh, would never even imagine that we we would have far right extremists in this country, you would have to give your head a shake. Didn't come to any surprise to me you know after you know a lot of investigation throughout the the uh the the the, uh blockage of that border between canada and the united states and the southern part of alberta i think there was something like 12 13 people arrested and charged with weapon offenses they could be facing terrorist charges I'm talking having weaponry here, even body armor. I mean, these far-right extremists were, were ready and prepared to go to war with the police. And the pre, you know, when this emergency, when the federal emergency 
um, active was an active today, you know, the premier of Alberta he says, well, I don't think we really need that here in Alberta, you know, and you got, and you had that serious problem. I mean, you had that serious problem unbeknown to you. Oh, I don't think that should be enacted here. When the Federal Emergency Act is enacted, that's for the entire country. Premiers can oppose of it. It doesn't matter. The Federal Emergency Act is for the entire country, every single province, and every territory. Now, the Prime Minister could could have easily involved the military. But for now, he's holding off on the use of the military. What this act is going to do, it is going to protect the infrastructure is going to protect economically and is going after and is going to target every single one of these GoFundMe platforms from all over the world. People who try to try to open up a GoFundMe of some sort to to support this Karen Carnival, all that money will be confiscated by the government. Any one of those accounts, bank accounts, by these organizers, any money flowing into those accounts can be frozen. When the Federal Emergency Act is enacted, that means right now, especially in Ottawa, that start, starting today, nobody can go there and participate in that carnival. Nobody. It's going to give the RCM the, the, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police <clears throat> jurisdiction over all municipal and provincial laws. So the Ottawa police being inept as they are, that's going to change in a fast hurry. You know, I watched the other day, I watched the other day, these protesters take down a fence that was put up 
to protect our national monument. And that was the war monument and the tomb of the unknown soldier. The police stood there and watched them dismantle the fencing around it and then pile on to the, to the monument in the tomb of the unknown soldier. And they call themselves Canadians. It was nothing but a disgrace. They couldn't behave themselves in the first place because before they put the barricades up around that monument, people were jumping all over it, jumping up and down on the tomb of the unknown soldier and defecating all over it. Defacing the Terry Fox statue. And these are supposedly Canadians? Absolutely ridiculous. You know, this is the first time in, in Canadian history the federal government is enacting the Emergency Act. Declaring a public order emergency to bring the ongoing trucker convoy protest and blockades to an end. Now the police here in Southern Ontario, because Ottawa is in Eastern Ontario, here in Southern Ontario, over the weekend, the Windsor Police Department, the Ontario Provincial Police, and the RCMP moved in early Sunday morning and they cleared that blockade at the Ambassador Bridge with hundreds of people there who were blocking that bridge. And the Ottawa Police Department can't uphold the law See, when municipalities or cities lose control and, and, and their police services become inept, and, and I ask myself what took the Prime Minister so long to enact the Federal Emergency Act. We have the Premier from, from Quebec. Oh, I hope, you know, hope it doesn't, you know, um, you know, get enacted in Quebec. And then you have the Premier from Alberta where they have one of the largest blockades at a Canadian American border crossing infiltrated also by far-right extremists. Hundreds of weapons and ammunition and body armor confiscated by the police. 
Now, these individuals not only being charged with weapon offenses, but also could be charged under the Terrorist Act. And he, the Premier, doesn't feel that the Emergency Act should apply to Alberta. Whether he likes it or not, and whether the Premier of Quebec likes it or not, or the Premier of Saskatchewan likes it or not, the Federal Emergency Act includes every province and every territory. Now, with the extraordinary powers now in the hands of the federal government, is moving forward with a wide sweeping range of new measures to support the provinces, municipalities, and police forces currently facing continued demonstrations, but are also cracking down on some of the more uh, gaps exposed by the Freedom Convoy protests. So through these new powers of the government is enabling the Royal Canadian Mounted Police to have the uh, the jurisdiction to enforce municipal bylaws and uh, provincial offenses, which the Ottawa police failed to do. Prohibiting taking part in a public assembly where it's considered a breach of peace and goes beyond lawful protest, which this is. You can't barricade a public roadway uh, roadway and turn it into a three-ring circus. So that means that if people think that they're going to walk down downtown Ottawa and join in with, with, with the existing already there, it's not going to happen. Regulating the use of certain property, including goods, used as a, as blockades well all the vehicles down there transport trucks and cars designating a secure and protected places and infrastructure that are critical to the economy such as border crossings and airports compelling those capable to render essential services so in this case ordering tow truck drivers to move vehicles blocking roadways. Now, we heard in the past that the auto uh, uh, towing companies in, in the city of Ottawa, you know, refusing to offer their services to tow these vehicles. And that's basically all we heard. But, you know, 
when things come out, some of these tow truck companies were being threatened. So by saying, compelling those capable to render essential services in, in, in the uh, using and ordering uh, tow truck companies to move vehicles and blocking roadways, can't refuse. Authorizing financial institutions to essentially stop the financing efforts, including immediately freezing or suspending affiliated accounts with a court order. So even these organizers, if they continue, they can have their bank accounts frozen. Imposing fines of up to $5,000 or imprisonment of up to five years in those who breach any of the above orders. Now, when it comes to these GoFundMe, all these folks help people do this around the world, and it won't matter. You know, um, even under this Federal Emergency Act, um, give, go, send. I mean, I wonder, I'm, I'm wondering to myself, who the hell do they think they are? Oh, we're going to find a way around it to get the, the money into the hands of these organizers. There's no way around it. When there's a federal emergency act enacted. There's no way around it. Now, I think I think the government here is pre is being pretty generous. You know, he says he will not be calling in the military. And it's a move that has rarely been taken in history of civilian demonstrations in this country. And if pursued down the line, would happen separately through the National Defense Act. So there's two different kinds of acts here. We got the National Defense Act and we got the Federal Emergency Act. Now, of course, in a democracy, you have the right to protest. This downtown Ottawa is an occupation. A protest is when you either come for the day or you may stay, stay a couple days peacefully protest and then go home. 
Ottawa, the capital of Canada, is prone to protests. And plenty of people have marched down to the parliament buildings and protested peacefully, said what they had to say, and then left. They've got main arteries and everything all blockaded off downtown Ottawa. They got the big tents down there. They got DJs down there. They have a big stage down there. They have hot tubs down there. I mean, I wouldn't be too surprised if they got candy floss and candy apples. Carnival food. They got plenty of clowns, no shortage of that. Now, plenty of people, and I'm talking provincial government, federal government, and the municipality government, I can give them all an F for failure. Now, not only What's going to happen here to these truckers if they don't pull out of there their corporate bank accounts are going to be frozen their insurance is going to be canceled and then they will suspend their driver's license Now, whether you're on my show the past few days or whatever the case may be, you may or may not know that I'm a trucker myself. And these truckers in this occupation wanting you to believe they cannot work. over these vaccine mandates. Ninety percent of the trucking industry here in Canada is vaccinated. Not because of the mandates. 
because they chose to. This fringe part of the trucking industry chose not to. Now that man, that that mandate was for them to come back into Canada. Now whether the prime minister mandated these vaccines in the trucking industry because the trucking industry is federal regulated. Now whether he made that that uh, this mandate or not. You know, last month, the United States government was going to do it anyways. That any foreign national entering the United States must provide proof of vaccination. Trucker or no trucker. And even if the prime minister turned around and said, okay, I'll lift those mandates on the truckers, they still wouldn't be able to cross into the United States because that's the United States rules. So they want you to believe they can't work. There's no shortage of work in the trucking industry. What the trucking industry has and always had was a shortage of drivers. These truckers could easily deliver freight across Canada like they would if they were going to the United States. This is a choice that they made, not the government. But they want you to cry them a river, a lake, a stream, an ocean. But my eyes are dry and they're going to stay that way. You look at the United States, uh, the trucking industry in the United States. You have thousands and thousands of drivers that just stay in the United States. And you have truckers in the United States that cross the border into Canada. And vice versa. Oh, I watch the news talking to the truckers, media talking to the truckers. Oh, Trudeau took my job away from me. No, he didn't. These owner operators put their their rigs on with trucking companies. Some of them are self-brokered, but the majority of them put their truck on with a company.
There's plenty of trucking companies and there's plenty of work. So because they're throwing a tantrum, they want to make it harder on the truckers who are actually doing their job and bringing your, 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 your vital essentials, but then trying to prevent that from happening. This blockade, not just, not just at, at, at the Windsor and Detroit border, the busiest crossing in North America and other land borders between the United States and Canada. We're talking billions in economic damage on both sides of the border. It took the big three automakers to do something about it. Because it just wasn't affecting them here in Canada in the United States. It was affecting every business sector in both countries. Now, from from the Deputy Prime Minister, he says that we are serving notice if your truck is being used in these illegal blockades, your corporate accounts will be frozen, the insurance on your vehicle will be suspended. Now get in your trucks and go home. You know, we talk about our liberties and our freedoms, right? This is what, this is, this is the way I see it. So when people, they, they, they look at their liberties and freedoms, they choose what suits them. Oh, never mind anybody else's rights. I'm going to, I'm going to impede on you that you cannot go to work where we have this blockade. You cannot open up your businesses. Your employees can't come to work to earn a paycheck. So the whole concept and the whole thought of the of of the of, of these organizers and the and the truck drivers saying, "Well, if I can't work. You can't work." So, what gives them the right to infringe on everybody else's rights? They just pick and choose what they think, just to them. We're gonna block the we're gonna block the public roadways. Well, what about everybody else's rights to use that sidewalk, to use that roadway? That space. 
So they infringe on everybody else's rights because they're throwing a tantrum. I think the Prime Minister is being generous here and not calling in the military. But they could use the National Federal Act as, or the, uh, yeah, there's, a, there's another act um, here that they can, <clears throat> that they can in, in, invoke that would in, include the military. They can use the military's equipment, their heavy equipment, to move anybody who doesn't want to move. If need be. Now, apparently this blockade down in Coots, Alberta is going to be moving out in the morning. And it's funny how they're going to do that now that the, the Federal Emergency Act has been enacted. Now, if people and those people who are holding the city of Ottawa hostage, these truck drivers, they got lots to think about. Because when you're an owner operator of a big rig, you have a business account for banking. And that money can be froze. Your insurance revoked. And potentially your driver's license. Because they already talked about Canceling their insurance and their driver's license. But now with this Federal Emergency Act that has been enacted, they can do just that. Now throughout this whole demonstration, as it, as it went on, the Ottawa police services saying we need more resources. And that echoed through the province, that echoed through to the federal government. So Premier Doug Ford the other day enacts the Provincial Emergency Act. what gives the province more powers. 
But now with the Federal Emergency Act enacted, now the federal government is running the show. This puts the Royal Canadian Mounted Police so they can enforce municipal laws and other laws. And these officers who have sworn to serve and protect and uphold the law how much more help do they need I don't mind, I'm not going to criticize the police police officers the men and women in blue but when you have a commander in charge he or she is the one to direct you to do your job. Now, So Friday just passed, like I said, the Ontario Premier uh, declared a state of emergency here in the province of Ontario. So invoking those new emergency measures to either uh, stiffer fines and penalties on protesters, including a maximum penalty of $100,000 and up to a year imprisonment for noncompliance. And these occupiers, they're doing the total opposite of what they said they're to do. And then you have the, the premier of Alberta. However, he was opposed to using the act in the, so the province, right? Declaring a state of emergency in the province of Alberta. So he was opposed to that. Now that the Federal Emergency Act has been enacted, he doesn't have a choice. It's not, when the Federal Emergency Act is enacted, it's not pick and choose what province we're going to use it on. The whole country is under this Federal Emergency Act. Every single province and territory Even if the premiers of the provinces doesn't feel that it's necessary in their province, that's irrelevant. You know, then, then you have you know, um, the other parties in the federal government 
some of them feel that it's not necessary. How is this not necessary? To clean up the borders, to allow the movements of goods and your vital essentials to, to, to flow freely across the international borders between Canada and the United States. A legal blockade that is preventing businesses from opening up down there. The big center town mall in Ottawa has been closed for now for two full weeks and we're talking thousands of employees were unable to go to work. And other businesses in and around that area, they can't open their businesses and have their employees come in to work to make a paycheck. See, the, see, the, the federal liberal, liberal government doesn't need the conservatives, doesn't need the Green Party or anybody else. He's got the NDP on his side. That's all he needs. And the NDP is supporting this. Doug Ford, the Premier of Ontario, is a conservative. He is supporting this as a Premier. And that's somebody standing up in, 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 as a conservative, <clears throat> standing up and saying, you know what, enough is enough. And then when you have far-right extremists mixed in with the protesters, in the wee hours of the morning, Police tactical units, SWAT, swooping down, and, and taking out these weapons, and these people who had them. So these, so these, so this federal emergency act is for thirty days. It can be extended. Now, way many years ago, formerly known as the War Measures Act, which is now known as the uh, the Federal Emergency Act, was passed in 1988 and has never been used until now. So the last time these federal emergency powers were invoked under the, the then the War Measures Act was during 1970 of the FLQ October crisis 
when Trudeau's father was the prime minister and was facing down domestic terrorists. Of course, then when it was the War Act, it was enacted when the First World War broke out, the Second World War broke out, and then again in 1970 by Pierre Trudeau, Justin Trudeau's father. And now this Federal Emergency Act, kind of similar, When it was passed in 1988, it's the first time in Canadian history that the Federal Emergency Act has been enacted. Now I said, even my last episode, the last couple of episodes, was saying sooner or later, these people are gonna get a what for. And anybody else, if people think that coming to Ottawa, and if you think that you're going to be able to enter that area, you got another thing coming. You would be subject to arrest and you will be arrested under the Federal Emergency Act. whether to partake in it, whether you're, you're going to try to bring in fuel, you're going to be arrested. For aiding and abetting. You're going to be arrested. I have no problems with protests, ladies and gentlemen, as long as you come for a day or you stayed for two days and then you went home. I have no problem with that. But this is an encampment. This is a barricade. And it's illegal. You cannot block infrastructure. You cannot block roadways. It's ridiculous. Now, so once this declaration of a public uh, order emergency is issued, it is considered in effect 
and unless the declaration is revoked by parliament or extended, it will expire after 30 days. So the governments hope that they can revoke the emergency order much sooner. Well, that's all going to be depend on these occupiers. These owner operators of the rigs, your corporate bank account can be frozen and your insurance on your vehicle canceled. They can freeze the accounts on these organizers and they're going after the money. Even in crypto, they're going after it all. And there's not going to be a GoFundMe or anybody who can do anything about it. We have laws in this country. Whether you're in the United States, you're in Europe, wherever you are in the world. Of these fundraising. Your money. Your people's money. Will not get through. To go fund me the original one. Shut it down. Refund the people their money. The organizers got a million dollars. The bank froze that money recently. Give, send, go. That money was stopped. Now with these fed, with the Federal Emergency Act enacted, to be no money coming from any fundraising from anywhere in the world. To these organizers, anywhere. Now, within a 60 days of the declaration of an emergency being expired or revoked, the government will have to convene an inquiry to study the, the use of the powers and the report stemming from the work it will have to then be presented to Parliament within 360 days. I'm just wondering why it took so long for the federal government to do this. I mean, the police in Ottawa weren't doing anything. Even with the support from the RCMP, 
the Ontario Provincial Police and other police jurisdictions. And then when the weekend comes, then you got 5,000 to 6,000 people more for the Saturday and Sunday carnival. And then they disperse because they got to go home and they got to go to work. And then the remaining people who's already down there stay there. And then it happens again on the weekend again. So they're going after and they're going to protect the infrastructure and the economics of this country. And they're going after the organizers and the money. And they're going after those truckers. And they will seize their corporate bank accounts and cancel and even suspend their driver's license. And under this Federal Emergency Act, they can do just that. And like I said, these truckers can work. They can work right here in Canada and they can drag their rigs across this country just as they did when they were running into the United States. And they want you to believe they can't work when they damn well can. I'm a trucker myself. There's no shortage of work in this industry. I guess we're going to have to just wait and see how this Federal Emergency Act plays out. With these organizers and protesters. Because everything else will, will be stopped. We're a nation, Canada. We have laws. And if people outside this country doesn't like our laws, that's just too goddamn bad for you. And for any other kind of organization out there across the United States and Europe and everything else, that's these far right radicals, far extremists, and far whatever the hell you want to call them. We are going to protect our infrastructure. We are going to protect our economy. We are going to protect our borders. And we are going to stop you in your tracks. I want to thank you for joining me tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Coming out here on a Monday, Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to everybody 
out there who does celebrate Valentine's. Doesn't have to be because, you know, you're married, you have a significant other. How about your friends? How about a special Valentine's for your friends for being there supporting you or supporting each other? Lots of things are changing here in Canada, even when it comes to these restrictions. And on starting Thursday, this Thursday, that bars and restaurants and movie theaters and shopping malls, bingo halls, whatever, can open to full capacity. The vaccine certificate will end March 1st. But for those businesses who want to partake in the vaccine mandate, they can still do that. It would be have nothing to do with the government. My prediction by April 1st, all restrictions will be lifted. That's what is happening here. In Canada, all provinces are starting to do just that, lifting restrictions. So take care, enjoy the rest of your Monday evening, or it's already Tuesday for you somewhere around the world. Enjoy your Tuesday. And as things start to unfold throughout the week, I'll pay attention to it and I'll be out here and I'll share that with you. Give you my thoughts and my opinions. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, take care. Be good. Stay out of trouble and stay safe. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. Good night, everybody.